Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. Join me today as we dive into episode 58, and we pray our way through Philippians 2, 25 through 30. But before we do that, let's open with a bit of what we call worship prayer. And this week, we are focusing on the idea that God is righteous. Righteousness is easier for us to understand. At least it's more familiar a concept than some of them that we've had in the last week or so. Paul described the gospel as the revelation of God's righteousness in Romans 3.21. Jesus said that the main thing we should seek after is God's righteousness. God's character is righteous and is the definition of what righteousness is. We don't declare what is right and what is wrong. God's very character is the standard of what is right. And that is a quote from R.C. Sproul. We're going to use Ephesians 4, 22 through 24 to pray that today. Ephesians 4, 22 through 24 says, To put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Let's pray. Father, our goal is to put on this new self. Our goal for the moment is to put on this new self created after the likeness of God and that in true righteousness and holiness. Now, the likeness of God is true righteousness and holiness. That's who you are. And we honor you for that today. We worship you for that today. And I'm grateful for that standard, because if I had a God that was anything less, it would not be worth my time. But you are true righteousness, true holiness. I ask as we go through this time today that what we do and say would be honoring to you, that we would sit at your feet and drink in that righteousness and holiness. I pray that the words that we speak would have power to move in this world, to change things in this world, in our hearts and in our communities around us. I offer up this time to you. It's yours. Do with it what you will. In Jesus' name, amen. We're talking about ministry again today. Tuesday, we talked about Timothy. Today, I'm going to read you a paragraph about Epaphroditus. That might be a name that you're not super familiar with. But in these verses, we're going to learn several things about him. This time, I'm going to read the verses first, talk a little bit about what we learn, and then we'll pray them. So Philippians 2, 25 through 30 says this, But I considered it, and this is Paul speaking, But I considered it necessary to send you Epaphroditus, my brother, co-worker, and fellow soldier, as well as your messenger and minister to my need, since he has been longing for all of you and was distressed because you heard that he was sick. Indeed, he was so sick that he nearly died. However, God had mercy on him, and not only on him, but also on me, so that I would not have sorrow upon sorrow. For this reason, I am very eager to send him, so that you may rejoice again when you see him, and I may be less anxious. Therefore, welcome him in the Lord with great joy, and hold people like him in honor, because he came close to death for the work of Christ, risking his life to make up what was lacking in your ministry to me. Let's talk a little bit about this character that Paul is speaking so highly of. He was a Philippian. He was part of the Philippian church, and that is why he had come as a messenger. He was with Paul in Rome, had brought gifts of support to Paul on behalf of the Philippians. And that's what's meant by making up what was lacking in their ministry to me, his ability to be there to support Paul in place of the Philippian church. 
So he was a messenger to Paul, and he would also carry this letter back to his church for him. He ministered to Paul's needs. He missed his home church terribly. He longed for them. He was upset that they were worried about him. He became so sick in Rome that he nearly died, but God in his mercy let him live. He risked his life in service to Christ. He was worthy of being held in honor, and Paul called him a brother, co-worker, and fellow soldier. High praise from Paul. So let's look at that phrase a little bit more closely. So, co-worker and fellow soldier. Brother is one of Paul's favorite terms for other believers. He uses it 19 times in this letter. Epaphroditus was part of Paul's spiritual family, and he called him a co-worker or fellow worker in some other translations. This is another phrase that he uses to refer to people frequently like Apollos, Mark, Onesimus, Philemon, Timothy, and Titus. He's an extremely good company here. And finally, fellow soldier. This is really pretty an amazing description for a messenger, essentially, is what Epaphroditus was. He was a brother, a co-worker, a soldier. He served the cause of Christ as a comrade in arms with Paul, Timothy, Philemon, and Titus, writers of scripture. He was worthy of honor. How does this make you feel about your work in the kingdom of God? That's more of an introduction and background than I usually give, but I thought it was worthwhile because this isn't a character that we see very often or that we hear about very often. And you can just kind of read through these sentences and not get the impact of who he actually was. Let's go back and pray this scripture. Lord, you gave us an example of Timothy in the last passage that we, we did on Tuesday. Today we have Epaphroditus, and this is not a character that we know a lot about. But we can glean a number of things from this paragraph, especially with Paul's description to know that he was worthy of honor. And no matter what our place is in your kingdom, whether it is a messenger to serve someone's needs in place of another group, or whether it is a leader or a pastor of a church or a group of people, whether it is simply serving our family in our home, if we can be considered a co-worker in the cause of Christ, a fellow soldier with Paul, and deserving of honor like Epaphroditus, then we will have served you well. Pray that you would build in us, grow in us the kind of character that led Epaphroditus to the place where Paul called him worthy of honor. That would be faithfulness and hope and servant heart. And I was, <laughs> I wanted to say faithfulness again. He was faithful to his church, to his friends, to his brothers and sisters in Christ. He was faithful to serve Paul well. And it's interesting to me that he longed for his community. Build around each one of us a community that we long for when we're apart from it, that they are upset if we are sick or ill. Pray that we would each be able to have that kind of group of brothers and sisters to stand at our back. Pray that you would grow in us this idea of being a soldier for Christ, that we are in a battle in our daily lives. We don't have to be on the front lines. We can be serving soup in the kitchen, but that still is a place of battle. And I pray that we would be willing, maybe isn't the word I want, but aware of that role that we, that you would have each one of us serve, that we would know and grow in that role, and that we would be willing to serve in that way. Pray that you would grow in us the idea that Epaphroditus was a co-worker, that this is something we do day in and day out. We devote our life to the work of Jesus. It's a calling, it's a work, and we each have a role in that. 
He also called him a brother. Pray that we would be aware of our role in a spiritual family, that each part is important and that we would treat each part as important, that we would respect, honor, cherish, love, serve all of those in the body of Christ, no matter what their role, no matter what their um, how they look, how they act, how they vote, how they, um, how they, I want to say interpret scripture, but that's not really exactly what I mean. No matter if they're in another denomination than we are that has differences of opinion about things that are not crucial to our saving grace. Lord, I pray that we would learn to serve brothers and sisters as eagerly as we serve friends and neighbors and family members. I'm not sure we actually serve family members that eagerly either. Give us a heart of service. I guess that's what I'm asking. And a respect for our fellow Christ followers. Lord, whoever is our Paul, whoever we are to be serving today in this season, in this time, this very moment and this week and this season, I pray that you would make that clear to us. Who can we serve in our life? Who is you put in place around us that we can be serving? Open our eyes to be living the way Epaphroditus lived and to be showing honor to all of those that we serve with. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank y'all so much for joining me in prayer today. If you're watching the broadcast on the Grace on the Gravel Road Facebook page and you found this helpful and you think someone that you know would want to join us in prayer, invite them along. We'll be back here on Tuesday of next week at 10 a.m. Central. If you're a podcast listener, subscribe and share it with a friend as well. My heart is that as we pray scripture together, that we will all grow in our prayer lives, that we will see God move in our lives in answer to these prayers, and that we would be listening, be aware for God's direction, because He will direct you as He directs me. But most of all, I pray that you will fall deeper and deeper in love with the God who gave us these words. Amen. 